0: hey everyone welcome to the midtown midweek and it is the most wonderful time of the year i am here with pastor brandon clements how are we doing brandon i'm fantastic thanks for having me yeah and we thought for these next couple weeks just a little change of pace for us we are going to be discussing what we are learning from the advent guide and how that's going with our families as a way to just encourage us, to motivate us to continue pressing in on the Advent Guide and with life groups so that we can really grow and transform and look more and more like Jesus. But before we get into all of that, really the reason why people listen to this podcast is because people want to know all the cool things happening in our city. So Brandon, before we get into the Advent Guide, I wanna hear from you. What are some things you're enjoying about Colombia right now. And I ask because I believe last time, or maybe the time before that, you said it was the nice warm weather. And right now it is almost freezing. I hate it. You hate it. So I don't know if you have anything you're enjoying about Colombia.
1: You know, I think hate is not a strong enough word for it, honestly. <laughs> I I despise cold weather. Yesterday, I was just... Miserable because the re- one of the reasons I live in Columbia is so that it never gets this cold. Yeah, and what gives, and I just I just can't stand it. So I'm really hoping for an upswing here and have a bit of a uh, not frigid Christmas season.
0: Yeah. Now I tell you, it was nice when it was still like in the 60s, low 70s in November. That was oh, man. That's That beautiful. was pretty nice. So this is like we're recording this it's on December 2nd. I think this was only the second time in the last 10 months I've had frost on my window. So, yeah. We're really suffering out here y'all. Yes. But what are some things or what's one thing right now you're enjoying about our city?
1: Um, you know, I'll I'll just say Christmas uh, decorations everywhere. I I can get into that even though I don't like cold weather. Uh, my wife is gone overboard with Christmas this year and I, I can't even count how many trees we have up in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, she did it all before Thanksgiving, which I think is against the law, but, um, <laughs> we did it well before Thanksgiving and we have one of those little, you know, LED lights that shine red and green lights on our house and, oh, wow, uh, neighborhoods getting festive. And, um, and so I, you know, I really enjoy, uh, r- real Christmas trees. We went to, uh, Hollow Creek Tree Farm, I believe, out in the Gilbert area okay. recently. And it was really fantastic. Like, it was just a, a fun experience. I've never actually gone to, you know, cut down your own tree before. And it was it just, a, it felt really manly. Yeah. Yeah. Really <laughs> memorable and manly. And uh, my kids thought it was awesome. And so I would highly recommend Hollow Creek Tree Farm if anyone is interested in fun Christmas traditions. Uh, we'll certainly be going back there. I think they normally do like hot chocolate and hay rides and all that kind of fun stuff too. They're not doing that this year because of COVID, but we went the day after Thanksgiving and it was absolutely packed. People everywhere. I mean, a line to get in there. And I think you have to go pretty, pretty early in the season to be able to, you know, have the full experience, but uh hollow Creek tree farm, I would certainly recommend.
0: That's great. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes, but, uh, yeah, we have two trees right now in our house, all lit up and decorated. And honestly, I have always been like anti-real tree because it's like you have to take
1: care of it. But they smell so good though, man.
0: Well, we have like the fake little like uh, scented sticks that we put in oh, the fake trees. that's
1: gross. That's so American. <laughs> but we
0: hide it. That's you know, so you American. Can't... One person came over the other day and they said, is this a real tree? And I said, well, I know it's not. It just smells real and looks real so it fooled him but i'm thinking nah, there's something really cool and memorable when i hear about stories like that
1: yes so it's it's worth it so next year you can water it a few every few days It's, it's worth it
0: okay so next year next year i'm gonna i'm gonna try it out but are there other fun sort of christmas traditions you and your family do
1: um we're still working on kind of developing those you know as as a family with young kids and um we're really enjoying, you know, the the Sunday Advent family guides. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started that this past, you know, Sunday, and you know the kids gonna you know, really love just sitting around the table and you know watching us light a candle, and you know it's just a very memorable experience for them. That I'm really glad that they're gonna have, you know, growing up, and um, you know, I grew up in a church tradition where there just wasn't a lot of that historical tradition, and. It's just very meaningful and, and so I, I'm really looking forward to them having those, you know, formational memories as as the season uh progresses and uh looking back on that as they get older and having a, a deeper, you know, perspective on what Advent means and what the season uh truly is focused on.
0: Yeah, I love that. No, I'm I'm the exact same way. I didn't really grew up in church, didn't really have Christmas traditions other than we watch these movies exactly. and We go right. Christmas shopping, and
1: right. those are all wonderful. But yeah. they're they're not. There's not a lot of depth to Elf, you know. Right. It's not uh, the the most uh, meaningful uh, Christmas tradition, even though it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I would love to do it every year. Yeah.
0: I'm curious when you did the Advent lighting with four young kids. What was that experience like?
1: It's, it's chaos. I mean, it, yeah, it was. You know, pretty, pretty smooth for our oldest three. And our, our baby is, you know, he's 18 months or so. And he, he kind of made it, uh, a little chaotic. We had to, uh, separate him out a little bit and to be able to finish it. And I think my mother in law was there and she helped kind of wrangle him while we, while we finished, uh, doing it with the other kids. So yeah, it's, it's chaos as normal.
0: Yeah. When we did it this year, the first candle, you, you have to turn out, according to the guide, turn out all the lights. Right. You, lead them in this devotional, and then you will light this flame. And when we turned out the lights and I was trying to read from the guide, our kids started screaming that it was dark and they were scared. Of course. And I was like, be quiet. Just hold on. This, the lights are going to come on. For Just effect. stop. Right. <laughs> so, but it's one of those things where, you know, we're going to be doing this every year and we're going to look back on the first couple times we did this and it was chaotic and mm-hmm. we're going to really Relish and appreciate when they are obedient and under control <laughs> right. and, and have this to look forward to. That's right. Getting more into the Advent Guide, uh, just curious to hear from you just to encourage our listeners and our church family uh, with this. What's been some things from the Advent Guide recently that's stuck out to you that's been really encouraging?
1: There's so much value just in the practice in general and and doing something together as a church family and also... In the midst of a season where the, the the whole church worldwide is also preparing for for this, you know, arrival or advent of of, of Christ's birth and and Christ's second coming, and and so there's just something powerful about doing that together with other Christians, and um, and you know, having a, a daily rhythm and practice that you're cultivating and uh, for a specific purpose that other people are also uh, reading as well, and so. Um, you know, we just started, you know, we were only a few days into it and, uh, my wife and I are actually doing a few different Advent guides, which I think starting with one is is probably best. And we, one of the ones we're doing is a little, little artsy and we, I don't know if we'll keep doing it, but, um, you know, a few different rhythms, um, that, you know, partially, you know, laying in bed together at night and reading, you know, a few of them and then doing one on our, on our own, um, it's just been, you know, good, good rhythms, good practices, uh, to kind of keep us in step. And, you know, uh, we as a couple can, can tend to, to be a little more, um, you know, spiritual practices on our own, you know, leaning in that direction. And so it's just really, uh, been healthy to do, you know, do things together. And, um, I really enjoyed, you know, I think it was last night, uh, in the Advent guide, you know, just the, admonition to uh, d- delight in the law of the Lord to delight in scripture and um you know uh, just that question of like are, are you a are you reading the word but but B are you delighting in it you know are you finding pleasure in uh, God's word and you know actually cultivating the the space to enjoy and meditate on God's word so that your your enjoyment can actually be deeper than just you know, all right, did it? I read my Bible today, and mm. and so I think that's part of what the season is all about is is making that space so that you can actually um, cultivate focus and attention, and uh, and really deepen your your joy in Christ and and in um, experiencing God's word. And so that's been that's been really encouraging for me.
0: Yeah, that's that's so great to hear. I know one thing I really love and appreciate about the Advent Guide is trying to implement spiritual practices more and more. So that way, even when we come out of Advent season, we can make some of these practices more sustainable to cultivate abiding in the Lord. So with each day, there's almost like a different little twist on meditating on God's word with the hope that one of these things you might really resonate with and stick with. So I'm curious to hear from you, Brandon, have there been any practices so far as you've been working through the guide where it's like, Oh, I, I really gravitate towards this spiritual practice. Like this helps me meditate on God's word a little better. This helps me cultivate that love for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, the admission in yesterday's uh, section was, was one of those where, you know, there have been seasons in my spiritual life where I've, I've done better with like actually meditating on scripture on a, a verse or a, a section and, um, allowing it to kind of soak in deeper into into my soul um and then there are seasons where I'm, I'm just more you know reading it and i'm you know uh you know just progressing through and so uh, it was a really good reminder to um just of the value that comes from slowing down and taking a smaller chunk or a verse and just kind of you know, I think one spiritual writer talked about just rolling it over in your mind, you know, mm. over and over again and, and even throughout the day and and how much more depth there is there uh than, you know, just r- reading to finish. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a, a really strong reminder that um hopefully will, you know, encourage me to to pursue that more in the future.
0: I I heard an illustration once when it comes to studying God's word of it's almost like a lake and you can skim the surface of the lake you can jet ski on it you can like float around in it a little bit or you can you know get your scuba gear and just dive right. down to the bottom of it and when it comes to scripture it's like all of those things are good and valuable and sure. uh we are all wired differently to use whatever methods we need to to help cultivate that love for the lord so sometimes uh you're in a season where i just want to get familiar with the narratives right. of the Old Testament and the Gospels, or sure. I just want to sit on a Psalm or just a couple of verses and just really plumb the depths of that, and and all of those are good and helpful to cultivate that love for Jesus.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I heard a a, a pastor a while ago say, you know, um, I think it was, are you are you reading to finish or are you reading to change? And I thought that was. Um, that was a a cool reminder of, you know, we're we're Americans, we're super busy. Um and our, our motivation for approaching scripture, no matter what you're you know, if you're kind of getting a uh, more broad view, overview of uh, of a book or a section of, of scripture, um, even if even if you are in that mode where you're skimming across the top of the lake more so, uh, still having the, the heart and mindset to read, you know, to change not just read to finish.
0: Yeah. That's really good. As we are doing this all together as a family of churches, a thousand plus people all kind of flipping through the same pages together. What is your hope and prayer for the Advent guide for us?
1: Yeah, I think um just formation of of discipline. And I think, you know, that's something that that we struggle with, you know, as, as a younger church, um, you know, we have a lot of young parents who were, who were exhausted. We have a lot of, um, people who were just, uh, very busy with responsibilities and also, you know, existing in a culture where we have so many things trying to grab our attention. You know, um, I just watched the Netflix documentary, the social dilemma and, it was just very well done, you know things that I've, I've heard before, but you know just talking about how everything in our in our modern world is is set up to uh, grab and keep our attention for monetary purposes, and um, and it's terrifying how effective they all are. I mean, it, it really is just as um, terrifying to think about, you know. How, how does that get worse, <laughs> you know, for us as we progress forward into um, into the future and for our kids and, you know, uh, just even the ability to uh, stop and focus and pay attention to worthwhile, meaningful things without being distracted and grabbed by, you know, algorithms that are far smarter than we are, you know. So uh, I think one, one of the things my, I would hope for is just that... Um, you know, cultivation of that time to train our our hearts and minds and souls to be able to focus deeply on things of the Lord and not be distracted by shiny things, and um, and that, that's necessary for following Jesus and for being spiritually healthy. And so that's something that we we have to cultivate. And I think this Advent guide is a perfect opportunity to to really train ourselves in that direction and, uh, carve out dedicated time and, and focus. And, um, and I I just pray that this is something that helps us continue to grow in that direction because we're going to have to grow in that to be healthy long-term.
0: Yeah. With social media streaming services, all this entertainment really in our pockets, just the call for us all the more. To listen to the voice of Jesus. May that be louder in our hearts than whatever, whatever screen is in front of us in the moment. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you so much for preaching for us. Yeah. For everyone listening, our encouragement for you as you're with life groups, continue to get after the admin guy. Let's encourage one another. If people are struggling, you know, there's so much grace and freedom in Jesus. And because of him, we get to do this together. So let's continue to press ahead.